Welcome back to the Atlas Islanders Football Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Simon. And uh, it's been a little while. I got missing someone. Uh, our head of social media, who again is conveniently not here to be head of social media or anything. He's head really. of social, but not media. Yeah, yeah. Just sorry, Tom. Living I mean, his best life. Why have I just said sorry, Tom? Why am I saying sorry to Tom? I don't know. I mean, he's just not here again, and he, yet he wants. To, he keeps whinging that he's not a part of this process. It's just. Uh, let's not go into this. <laughs> uh, it has been a while. We have spoken. It's been a little while. A couple of weeks, has it again? A few weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, as we said in the last uh, Atonis podcast, we have got this uh, partnership with Chorley now. Yeah. Um, our hometown. Well, my hometown, your adopted hometown. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. We don't. But, we don't. Uh, that's keeping us quite busy at the minute. It is. Um, and, you know, it is the preseason, and, you know, there are games and things. Games that aren't really worth watching yeah. a great deal of. Um, we mentioned we, we're doing a preseason episode for Chorley and we mentioned in that one that at this stage of the season it's um it's all you look at performances rather than results don't you like of course you do. I mean we've not won a single game over in America um lost two drew one I think it was um I can't remember I can't even remember but I find myself just looking at positive so Oxley Chamberlain's played 60 minutes in two games that's a positive so there isn't Definitely. my point is and your point uh, was that there's not a great deal of actual action going on is there not a great deal. Um, There's a lot of stories going on away from the football field and in the uh, in the negotiation offices, offices, aren't there? There is. We've we've gone ahead and we have smashed. I mean, you actually have smashed your transfer record. It's forty million, but how much? That, how much of that is up front? I don't know, but I mean, it's going to be is... about two pound fifty. <laughs> and if Jolieton builds a house, they're going to get in like all, forty grand. In all seriousness, though, like Hoffenheim aren't pushovers. They, I mean, they got. I mean, it looks like kind of chump change now, but they got like 30-odd million out of us for Firmino, who hadn't done a... I mean, he'd done all right at Hoffenheim at the time, but um, he was more of a name than actual performances. So, they, I don't know. I would have thought they got a, a chunk of that up, up front. But what I thought was... it First of all, fair play. 40 million on a striker, giving him the number nine shirt. Brazilian, he's only... Is he 22? Yeah. He's young, he's 22. Um, so he has the potential to be quite good. By the sounds of it, he's quite quick. He's quite strong. I've not I've not seen any of him, so I can't profess to be. Um, I've seen some YouTube. I've not seen him live. Yeah. I've seen some YouTube, and he looks. He, he looks. Andrei Voronin looked good on YouTube, Simon. <sighs> that's my worry. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, that's my worry. It would be the most Newcastle thing to go out and smash our transfer record on on A basically poor Solomon Rondon. Yeah. A poor man, Solomon London. But what I have seen is, and uh, one of the Hoffenheim coaches uh, in an interview said, he, he is that Rondon mold. Type player. But he's Brazilian and he's got that Brazilian got that flair. Of, yeah, that's Which skill. to me, when you've got Miguel. You've got Armour on behind him, yeah. You know, you, you've got that. that it's might still not up. enough, though. Still not enough. With losing Perez, losing Rondon, um, well, it's still I not mean, enough. Apparently, we're in the market for um, oh, this. This winger, this. Um... Excuse Simon's typing on the microphone. Yeah, by the way. I know. I, I don't want to get his name wrong. <laughs> this it's, shows how prepared it's that we Mi- are. Maximilian. Oh, I, I can't remember his name. At the end of the day, you're in for another player. After we so massively whinged about uh, an outlay on players, rightly so, because Ashley's outlay on players recently hasn't been great. But forty million on Joel well, Linton. Spent about two million in the grand scheme. Exactly. Of things, but it? now forty million on Joel Linton. What I would say, what I thought was interesting, was that apparently when Joel Linton's name came up in the scouting reports while Rafa was still there, 
Rafa said he was massively overpriced at 40 million. That's the story I heard from the northeast. I think that it might have been in the Chronicle. I can't remember, uh, but it was from one of the papers up in the northeast. I read that Rafa uh, bulked at paying 40 million for him. That worries me because Rafa gets things right a lot. He does, but he also gets things wrong. Um, I mean, we are all, we're in for we're in for um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've typed, you've looked, and you still can't find his name. We <laughs> We're also in for Bowen um, from Hull, who's yeah. um, also in. The guy I'm looking for is Alan St. Maximin. Right, okay. Uh, you weren't this. anywhere near with his name. <laughs> I wasn't, no. And the only thing is, I've been looking at this guy today, <laughs> looking at how, you know. So, I mean, you're still active in the in the transfer market, and at the risk of us becoming, like, a partly Newcastle podcast because last couple of episodes we've spoken at length about yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, because we've not spoken a lot about Liverpool. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say that as well because um, there's also Liverpool news that we need to mention, but I'll go through that briefly in a bit. Um, it's 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 a good sign, and I, but it's not enough. It's not enough at the moment. Look, no. put it this way: in the grand scheme of things, we have let Perez go for thirty. Yeah, we've bought a striker for forty. Mm-hmm. In the Premier League, we've spent ten million. We're a Premier yeah, League, but we're not done yet. And like, like we mentioned, you're not done yet. There's still time. Um, and I do think, and we, I see like the. I mean, I, I think I even saw it on your Twitter account about like hashtag Bruce out. And I <laughs> and I dis- and I do disagree. I know that was oh, done. Did you not hear him come out earlier this week begging? I just, uh, I don't I, think he was begging. I just think I he know. Was, I, I know. I know I've got big shoes to fill, well, he has. but at least give me a crack. Well, it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. that's fair play to him. I don't, I don't blame him for he's that. He's coming in. the Newcastle crowd. He knows he will get a fair he, crack. Uh, well, not necessarily. The vo- no, not the necessarily. Vocal, the vocal at the minute, because it's the off-season. It's right It's right for them to be vocal towards Ashley. I think being vocal towards Bruce, and to be fair, I haven't seen that many. about there were During the protests outside the Sports Direct in Newcastle, everyone there to a T said their eye was was at Ashley, it wasn't at Steve Bruce. And to be honest, out of anyone they could have hired, yeah, there are more qualified people, but there aren't any other people in the game right oh, no, now. because we went through 10 other yeah, candidates. But there aren't any other people of, on that list of candidates who will take this to heart as much as Steve Bruce. No, I mean, like, but, this is like, this way, shoe on the other foot, clippity, clop, for those listening, mm. uh, goes, mm-hmm. you replace with Steve Bruce. But it's Steve Bruce. It's, that's completely different. Because it's, it's not. I'm asking you it hypothetically. No, no. Because of course it is. The reason I'm saying Steve Bruce should be given a bit more kind of leeway is the fact it's that his he's, dad supported us. No, it's not just his dad. It's his club as well. Like he is a Geordie. He's a massive Newcastle. He wasn't massive Newcastle fan. Obviously, that goes by the wayside when you get into professional game. But like he lost his mum and dad. Was it last year? Went through yeah, some went. horrific problems. So that'll mean even more that his late father, who he was really close to, loves the club. So he will take this to heart. So you saying Klopp leaving, would I take Steve Bruce? Well, no, because he doesn't have any affiliation or connection with my club. But if Klopp left and and we needed someone to steady the ship, like a Kenny again for maybe a year or so, or a Stevie G, um, yeah, I would because they've got an affinity with the club. Kenny had been out of the game for ages when he came back. Stevie's only just started, but they've got that link with the club. And Steve Bruce has that link to Newcastle. If things don't go well there, it won't be because he's gone and hidden away. He'll do everything he can to make it a success at that club. If he doesn't do it, it won't be through lack of effort by any means. By any means. He will try everything he can. Does that mean he's qualified? No, not at all. But at least. And that's my worry. Yeah, that's but, my worry. but at least 
at least you know he'll put everything into it. And yeah. surely, at the end of the day, in football, that's all we ask initially. I think on my Twitter post, I think I put something along the lines of, I would never, ever fail. I would never, ever wish anyone associated with my club to fail. No. And that's that goes for Steve Bruce as well. Mm. I don't wish him to fail. I hope that just the, the stars align, the gods look favourably on him, and because he's got that passion for the club, he, he gets the best out of this I hope he does championship well. level as so, as, squad of as, players. As someone who doesn't support the club, I mean, I hope he does as well. Like he's an ex, like to me, I look at him and he's an ex mank so I really shouldn't like him at all. I'm and ex Mackham. Oh well, yeah, well for you, yeah. But I mean, that's just, like we said as a manager. I mean, we used to have a chant for him at Anfield whenever he came to us as either Wigan manager or, or Sunderland manager. Uh, Steve Bruce, he's got a big fat head, and he loved it. He laughed it off, and he actually got involved in it sometimes. Like he had a bit of crack with the Anfield crowd. Yeah, and, f- and, I, and I respect that. I really do, and I respect him for taking this job on because he knows, really, he's, he's on a hiding to nothing, um, and and he's taking it because yeah, it's probably the only time he'll ever get to manage his family's club, and that's what it is. It's his family's club, and I think yeah. he should be given a little bit more leeway. Than I think he's doing he's the right given things. By yeah. some fans. If you follow the Twitter accounts I follow, obviously Newcastle ones, um, the fact that he invited Mike Ashley to the ground to watch training and stuff, there's vitriol and and, and it's it, the tra- people trying to create a them and us or him and mm. us type situation. No, he's he's, he's, he's the manager of a new club. He's, he's trying, trying to, to win. He's trying to establish a link with Ashley yeah. as well. He's trying to establish that link with Ashley. Now, he coming out saying that he's got big shoes to fill, I think that was a really good point. I think that was a really good thing to, for him to say. He knows the fans loved Rafa. And not to acknowledge that would have been silly, I think. And it would have been naive not to acknowledge that. So to come out and say, you know, basically, I know you loved Rafa and I know you wanted him to stay, uh, but I'm here now and I understand that he's a world-class manager and I've got to fill his shoes and I'll do yeah. everything he can. That's I, I, I've got a lot of respect for that. And I do, I really, I do hope that he does well I really do one last bit of Newcastle news that I don't want to just want to mention just to say that I'm I'd be all for it where uh, he's apparently mulling over the 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 possible transfer link towards uh, Austin yeah which I think as a second string striker I think I, I don't think he'd necessarily just be second string either the only thing that would make him second string is his injury record um, I yeah. think I think if Joel, if Joel Linton didn't, um, if if he doesn't hit the ground running, I mean... Which is hardly to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Charlie Austin is a fantastic player to lead the line for Newcastle. I really do. I yeah. think... I agree with that. I think that would be a... Whenever a he comes on and off the bench for Newcastle against Liverpool or whenever he starts, I always worry about him because he always scores. He's a goal scorer. He's a goal threat. And I think he'd love to play up there. I, I mean... I know Southampton a better place than Newcastle to kind of like because with Hassan Huttle they, they had a really that makes me of, so sad. I know, but they are. But they are, yeah. They, but you they're not a. It. But they're not a bigger club. It's a bit like when um, Richie went to Newcastle. You know, dropped down a league yeah. to play like Bournemouth, established Premier League club. Richie, yeah, he was playing on and off for Bournemouth. They lo- they loved him down there, but it, it was a no brainer to go to Newcastle, albeit in the Championship. Still leaving his dad though. Him and Harry, have you not seen the resemblance? Oh, not, no, no I've, I, I, now you mention it, I can, I can see it. Yeah, but 
to leave an established Premier League club to go to a club like Newcastle shows the lore of Newcastle Football Club still. Yeah. And uh, and I, if if I was Charlie Austin, I'd love the chance to go up there and become the next centre forward hero of banging in goals. Rondon got a taste of it, and Rondon loved it. Rondon did, scoring yeah. goals at the Gallagher end, absolutely loved it. You could tell. And the reason he's not stayed oh, is one because you've not stumped up the cash room, and two, he's followed Rafa to Rafa's Chinese side. My cash didn't want to spend. 16 million on a 29 year old mm, no he wasn't going um, was he? let's go through a few other signings from around the, the, the league um, one one signing I did want to mention was um, and I'm really happy to see this actually I, I, I can't say that I've watched too much championship football but Dean Henderson's back at Sheffield United yeah that was always going to happen Sheffield United um, he was brilliant for Sheffield United last year and he'll get his crack at the Premier League now won't he it'll be he will. Uh, It'll be Sheffield United apart from two one, games a apart season. From two games a season, of course, uh, against his parent club. Um, there were rumours early on in the summer that he wanted to sign a new deal with United, a new improved deal, because he wanted to combat De Gea. But now there are rumours uh, that De Gea is about to sign a new long-term deal on something silly like 350, 400 grand a week. He has to. He, United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they have to tie him down. Even though he had that wretched end of the season. It wasn't just a wretched end of the season. Well, he had a really poor last yeah. season. And he was but poor, goalkeepers do and that. He was poor during the, uh, was it the Euros or the World Cup? Whichever international competition preceded uh, the season. I don't, I don't remember. You know my feelings on international football. Yeah, but, but he had a poor World Cup. Football was coming home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, one, yeah. <laughs> okay uh, how do we feel about international football I, I feel like we've had a podcast about we have had a podcast um, on this one which has been rumbling on and on is um, our Wilf yeah Wilfred Zaha so um, I mean Arsenal 60 million tags but, but Arsenal put a stupid bid in for him which, which immediately got Palace's backs up so they put in a 40 million bid when and Palace... And they put a 40 million and one pound. No, they've not million. done that yet. They've not done that yet. So Palace made it clear straight away that they wanted 80 million for him. Now... Which, uh, at this at the market these days, I yeah. Don't, mm, his stats don't suggest that. However, at this point in time, it's not really but the market that suggests... Stephen, that, it wasn't six months ago that you were bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, heart, heart logos in your eyeballs talking about when Will came to... Your stadium. Oh, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. He's a brilliant footballer, but I don't think he's worth eighty million pounds. You look at his assists but and in his this goals. Market, it's stupid. It's, I don't think it's the market that establishes your your price anymore. It's whatever any club are willing to pay for you. It's, it really is. Now, if Arsenal aren't willing to pay sixty, seventy, eighty million for Zaha, then he's not going to go. But if Everton are willing to pay sixty million and a player for him, then he might go. I mean, if I, th- I think I'm reading here, Everton have apparently put in a thirty-six million bid. With I thought it Czech was Tossin. I thought it was a sixty million pound bid with Czech Tossin. That was, was that was what I read on Sky as a rumor earlier. But well, Daily um, Express is saying that they've offered thirty six. But that, I mean, that's today. That's, I mean, obviously, you're going to get conflicting reports throughout the media. I read sixty million for Czech uh, Tossin. I thought Palace may take that, but again, it's it's kind of apples and oranges. You're losing someone who wins you football games for albeit sixty million plus a lump of lard. Like Tosin's done nothing at Everton, so why yeah. would Palace take him on? They've already got Ben Teke, who's a lump up front anyway. So why would they take on Tosin? Um, I'll be surprised if he's at Palace next season. Um, as a red, I hope he's not at Everton, but he'd be a fantastic signing for Everton. He really would. And, and when they've signed, uh, can you imagine being Gomez. an Arsenal fan? 
Oh, losing out to Everton to for a midfielder for 15 million quid apparently really apparently it's going to cost them 15 million pounds not just the fee but his wages as well they could have gone hunting in the championship for 15 million pounds for a year they haven't even established like a buy a, like an optional an option buy. yeah an option to buy him at the end of it it's mad isn't it they I are, understand they've why Arsenal absolute, finds they've, it, had a, uh, they've had an absolute mare yeah. and it's not even the kind of play they need they need defensive reinforcements. It, it's it's probably worrying for Arsenal fans when the neighbours uh, are doing bits. Or are, are I saw what you did there. That's, that's sorry you did Thank that. Thank you. Sorry you did that. That was good. <laughs> um, uh, you know, are doing bits in the transfer market. Yeah. Um, who they've signed? And um, uh, and Dom- guy and Dombele. And Dombele, yeah. Who I think with his first touch assisted. Yeah, he was. He, I, I saw the highlights from Spurs' win. I mean, obviously, the the main story from that was Harry Kane's ridiculous kind of half half. It was Halfway ridiculous. Line goal. Um, but Ndombele looked really good. Did I te- Was I texting you when I said he's exactly what Spurs need? Who? Ndombele? Yeah. Yeah, he's he is. He's from box that midfielder. midfielder. Energy. He's kind of like an upgrade on Sissoko, uh, basically. I see it as it, it's an unlock for... Um, for... Deli Alley. Deli Alley. Well, they were talking on, on national radio this week about how Deli Alley seems to have kind of gone backwards in the recent, like, in recent 18 months. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Ndombele looks to be the right kind of signing and um, they're being linked with a massive bid for Dybala as well, aren't they? Well, apparently Dybala and Lo Celso from Betis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to cost them £150 million in total, which if Dybala they've got £150 million there and they can get those Dybala two Dybala himself will cost a massive chunk of change. 90-odd, 90 90-odd, yeah. So, I mean, that'll be massive for Spurs and that's it's kind of what we did after Kiev. After Kiev, we went out and uh, spent forty million on Fabinho, sixty million on Allison. Um, we went and obviously I confirmed being, the case today. I think with Allison's fee, you're being a bit sixty-six million. I thought it was seventy-five. No, that was Van Dijk. Van Dijk was seventy-five. Allison was yeah, sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so we broke the world record transfer for sixty-six for Allison. And then a day later, Chelsea Chelsea's manager it. came into yeah, Chelsea. Kepa, and, yeah. 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 Um, so they're doing they're, they're capitalising on the season they've had, and that's what we did. And look how it ended for us. Because if they can keep hold of a tongue and, and they can keep hold of, well, Alder it looks Vier. like Alderweireld is staying now because yeah. he's twenty-five million release clause is done. And they look like they're giving Walker Peters that right back duties. I, I still think they need more at fullback, especially now they've uh, well they've let Trippier go to Atletico Madrid. Which, Strange one that. Uh, fair play to him. Like I, I thought. Fair play to him for getting a move to Atletico Madrid. I think it's going to be difficult for him first, at first, because he'll have never worked as hard as for Diego Simeone. Like the, oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the yards that Simeone yeah. will want him to put in, he'll have never. And I think, to be honest, um, the world that could his, revitalize his, his England. His, his performances at last year's World Cup. Uh, thank you for reminding me. It was a World Cup. Uh, his performances. coming out. <laughs> uh, his performances at the World Cup kind of made him look better than he actually is I think and he, he was kind of found out this season uh, he was throughout the season. but again like everybody you can, you can have a rough season and there's talk of Danny Rose leaving as well so if they lose Trippier and Rose they need more at fullback they definitely do mm. but then they're going to be getting the money from that so I, I'm quite excited to see what Spurs do because yeah. I, I think um, the manager definitely deserves to be backed up and I think he will be now by the looks of it I can't imagine them. First of all, they're definitely not going to go another window without signing anyone because Ndombele is coming. But I think Levy will want kind of like a marquee signing to kick off the new season in the new stadium. You know, like obviously, f- f- like the first time the new stadium's like opened a season. Um, I think you'll want a marquee signing to go along with the likes of Harry Kane, Deli Ali, 
they'll hope to keep Ericsson, but apparently United have sounded him out for 70 million. I think Ericsson will still be there. Talking about marquee signings, um, the bubble blowers have bought um, Sebastian Haller from Frankfurt, which yeah. didn't wasn't Jovic who've gone to Real Madrid wasn't he from Frankfurt yeah yeah so, so basically a, they've lost all of the forwards yeah yeah they're in trouble Frankfurt this season um, West Ham needed something when Arnautovic went and uh, went to fulfil his dream of winning title after title in the Chinese Super League had nothing to do with the uh, the money at all so they needed something up top obviously um, Felipe Anderson's quality but they need someone else up there because Arnautovic is basically on on his own for the last two years yeah. kind of dragged them up to that level well, he's he's in China now, isn't he? Yep. Well, like I said, he went over there to fulfil his childhood dream of winning league titles in yes. China. Um, I was just reading then. Um, it was, and it just reminded me, it was actually a sort of a second place move because they actually were going for. Um, a, were they going for? Was it Maxi Gomez? Yeah, they were after him initially, um, and he's done a a swap in Spain. So, I mean. I, is it, I mean, there's there's lots of bits going on, isn't there? Um, apart from in, including my club, there's nothing going on at Liverpool at all. Does it need to really? I mean, yeah, I know I you mean, need squad need, depth. We need squad depth, and uh, I think we're a little. I mean, every Liverpool fan who seems to say that we need to sign anyone gets jumped upon um, by fans who say, "Oh well, we're European champions. What more do you want?" Well, I don't want to stand still. Hang on, you, you weren't doing an authentic. I'm not. No, you no, got to start I'm, with I'm a, not, I'm not a hey at the start. No, no, I'm not. Um, Liverpool fans who seem to say that we need to sign someone get jumped upon by other fa- other Liverpool fans who say we're ungrateful, which is mad. Like, why would you want to stand still? Like, City are strengthening, United are strengthening, um, Chelsea are going to be revitalised with with their kind of young squad coming up. The only t- Spurs are strengthening. The only team that aren't really doing a great deal of Arsenal and Arsenal never worried me at all and they don't worry me but the rest of them do um, Can I talk about a uh, a situation that I once again is rumbling on um, in that it's in Spain and it's it's in Madrid Madrid Zidane versus Bale yeah, um, and the one thing I did want to talk about is, is and you can't go completely off stats but you look at the stats. Zidane, 227 games. Yeah. Bale, 231. Bale, 13 trophies. Zidane, 6. Zidane, 49 goals. Bale, 102. The complete... I mean, you look at... I remember watching Zidane and thinking he was magical when I, and I would have been, what, when he was at his proper peak, um, 98. So I'd have been like 8, 9, 10. Yeah. And I thought he was magical to watch. Bale is much more of an athlete. Zidane just kind of... Glided around the field. He was. He just made. He was like the Roger Federer of football. He just made everything look so easy. He, he made the impossible look like it was possible. Bale, you can't sniff at those statistics. And I was there when he essentially won the Champions League on his own, along with Loris Karius, off the bench last last <laughs> uh, last year. And for Zidane, I've lost a lot of respect for Zinedine Zidane. To be honest, the way he's treated Gareth Bale throughout all of this. I think it's been discussing, and I quite like the fact that it looks like he's going to have to come crawling back with his tail between his legs 
because of a major injury. Yeah, I saw that. It's a, is it an ACL? Yeah, from Marco Asensio. So that season, season gone before it's well, even started. At least six months, at the very least, um, and that's if he that's if, if he just, heals yeah, if, if he heals, heals quick. very quickly. He's a young lad, Asensio, so he may do. He might have time on his side. Well, they that come way. Back the same. These you ACLs. never know. You never know. Um, so he may very well need to come crawling back to Gareth Bale because Asensio would have been the one he was using in that in that role. Um, so I think that's funny. I think I think it's funny. Um, I think, I mean, against Arsenal, weren't they losing Real Madrid in the pre-season friendly? Bale comes on and cha- scores and changes yeah. the game, and then Real win on penalties. I know it's a pre-season and the results don't really matter, but Bale is a world-class footballer. What I would say, I mean, I know I've just bashed um, Zinedine Zidane a lot. I would be disappointed if Gareth Bale went to China at his age, at what thirty. People at, uh, at my place of work saying, "Oh, you can't blame him for going for a million pound a week. He's on six hundred grand a week. Real are willing to subsidise half of that. So wherever he goes, if he goes to a top club like Bayern United, they can pay three hundred grand a week for someone like Gareth Bale. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You go over to China, you're forgotten. Oh, without completely that. forgotten. And like I said on previous episodes of this podcast, I was disappointed when Rafa went to China." because there's only one reason to go over there and there'd be only one reason for Bale to go over there so either I hope he wins his way back into Real Madrid side or I hope he goes to another top European club obviously playing in the competition of the Club World Cup the FIFA Club World Cup in Qatar Um, what are your thoughts on the Club World Cup? well we were in it in 2006 um, the year after we won the Champions League basically it's a competition where the winners of all the kind of continental competitions come together yeah. into a, into a tournament. It's like um, a two-week tournament. Isn't it's, it? it's essentially the Community Shield slash Super Cup of world like of a, on a global scale. But if I understand it right, will you not drop straight into the later? Yeah, because rounds? because obviously we've won the harder competition, so yeah, it's yeah. obviously a lot harder to win the European Champions League. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it is, it's the winner of each continental uh, competition goes into this competition, into this Club World Cup. Uh, and yeah, we go straight into the sevens because we won the European Champions League, which is obviously one of the most difficult ones to win. Um, we were in it in 2006, we got to the final against, I think it was Sao Paulo, um, and we lost, I think it was 1-0. We had three goals disallowed for offside, which was absolutely b- bizarre. I think only one of them should have been disallowed. The other two were actually onside, but... It's it's a tournament, a little bit like I mentioned earlier. It's it's like the Super Cup and the Community Shield. It'd be nice to win, but it doesn't it doesn't register as a major trophy. What does well, that do not for in your my fixtures? Eyes. Oh, we've got apparently, according to some reports, that basically means we've got about we've got six games in around thirteen days. <laughs> Absolutely madness. And not only that, you've got to travel because it's got to travel to it's in Qatar. Is it? Yeah. So that's it's interesting because I. I there was a, it was this competition in the 90s, I think it was, or early noughties, that United actually forfeited their place in the FA Cup for to go out and uh, go out and play in it. Um, Real they Madrid do that now. Well, Real Madrid actually still have it on their kit because uh, they won it last year. So obviously oh, they like went into gold badges, gold badges oh, club yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're essentially the world, the the club world champions, yeah. because they won the tournament. Um, yeah, I would like to win it because it's a tr- it's one of the very few, if only, club competitions we've not won that we've been a part of. So it'd be quite nice to add it to the trophy cabinet. But um, when you've, you've not won the Intertoto, <laughs> I'm not sure. Sh- to be honest, I'm not sure. I'd have to have a look. Um, 
I've never it's never registered on my uh, on my um, on my radar something so lowly as the Intertoto Cup but uh, yeah I'd like to win it but it's it's more of a, a hindrance to the league form and the Champions League um, especially with that, that, that fixture pile up so that was the main bit of news with uh, linking to us um, so yeah yeah, I'm. am just looking here. Um, no, no, you you have not. No, I know. But Newcastle have. Oh, well done, well done. Uh, I think one win. I think last time we were in it, we played a team in 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 the Club World Cup. I think we beat Deportivo Saprissa. I think it was. And if I've got that right, I'll be absolutely amazed. Well, just while you're finding that, um, I've just looked. So yeah, you're gonna play ten games over twenty nine days over Christmas. Yeah. Um, you're going to be playing in Qatar uh, be- on the 18th and 21st of December. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. It was Deportivo Saprissa that we beat in the semi finals on the 15th of December 2005. We beat them 3 0. That wow. was in the semi final. Crouchy scored two and Stevie scored one. So from the start of December, this is your running. Yeah. Everton at home on the 4th. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth away on the 7th. Champions League on the 10th or 11th. Mm hmm. Watford on the 14th, FIFA World Club Cup thing 18th and 21st, yeah. Leicester City on the 26th, mm-hmm. it was madness. Wolves on the 28th, yeah. Sheffield on the 1st, but you've also got a, an away fixture against West Ham in the Carabao. One of the, I know one of the games um, is being postponed until a possible March date, but I can't remember which one that oh, was. Oh, so, sorry, no, you've also got... West Ham away to fit in that. Schedule. I think I think it's the and, West, I think it's the West Ham game that they think is going to be postponed to March. Right, and if you get through to the Carabao Cup quarterfinals, that'll be. It's madness. It really is. I mean, this is what happened. But I say it's madness, but you want all these games because it means you've won competitions. Yeah, the reason were, we've got all these games is because we with with the Champions of Europe. You were very so. vocal last year about City's complaints about yeah. too many fixtures. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, that is that is that is excessive thanks to the Club World Cup but we're in it because we're champions of Europe so I, I can't complain I love watching my team play football um, if I had to play the kids in that competition because we were still because we were challenging for the league at that time say we were top or second by one you're damn right I'd play a weekend side against whoever we play in the Club World Cup because that's not the priority, the priority is the league and the Champions League. I'd again. substitute Everton and give them a day out. <laughs> well, they've they've won the new stadium design trophy, haven't they? Recently, I'll be honest with you. I sent you the pitch yesterday, and I, and it's I, I stand by it. Awkward when your neighbours have got a better better digs than you because it it's, it's a really nice stadium. But as I mentioned to you, our pictures of our new stadium that came out during Hicks and Gillette that was really nice as well. And where's that? Well, all you've basically done is put a court on your stadium, which. I will admit, I really do like the design of, uh, of the whole area. The main, the main stand's really good. There's also talks of the Annie Road being extended by at least 6,000, so we'll have a big stadium. I'd rather stay... I, we said when we were... Me, mum, dad, brother, we all said when the, the plans came out for our new stadium, they looked really nice, looked really modern. But we, if where possible, we wanted to stay at Anfield just because it's our historic home. It's not possible for Evan to do that because it's basically made... Goodison's basically made out of matchsticks. Yeah, in talking about stadiums, just to add, um, before we finish here, Mike Ashley's been out there with a paintbrush. Has he? He's painted some walls black and he's put some words on some steps. That's that's, that's nice of him. Yeah. Regenerating the area. 
after letting the stadium run down and run down and run it's down. It's still a wonderful stadium, though. It really is. I mean, I was, it's on a hill. It's I'm majestic. There. I'm there every year for the away day, um, and it's, it's it's one of my favourite away days. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> well, just such a same. Don't really know where to go from there, Simon. <laughs> end. Well, you can, you can get home tickets. We go. We're in the away end. Why would you want to be sat in the away end with Liverpool fans? Yeah, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been in away ends in this area <laughs> to watch Newcastle, Blackburn, well, yeah. Bolton, and so on. Yeah, I just I know how to silently celebrate. Yeah, yeah. not that there's that too not much of that going not, on. Not often. Not these often, days. No. <sighs> right, <laughs> and on that lovely um, positive note. No. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you do want to catch us, we are uh, on Twitter at Toners Podcast. Yep, and we also, um, as, as we mentioned earlier on in the podcast, we uh, we're currently in partnership with Chorley FC. So, if you want to hop across to uh, our Victory Park edition and listen to us interview some um, some actual footballers, yeah, that not might just be us ent- not just us spouting rubbish about football. You might actually listen to some people who know what they're talking about. So recently, Which we is spoke, nice. yeah, recently we spoke to new signing at Chorley, Chris Holroyd. We've also spoken to um, first team fullback and fitness coach Matt Challoner as well. Haven't really we? Really so, good. So that's if if you want to listen to some actual experts on football talk, hop across to our Victory Park edition. It's it's worth a listen. Or on the other side of the coin, if you quite enjoy listening to us, thank you for <laughs> yeah. for one. Um, and What's wrong with you? Well, let's not antagonise the listeners, man. Calm it. Um, yeah, once again, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Out of Towns podcast. Yeah.